verse 47, he says, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the um, manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. So back in the wilderness, when um, in Moses' time, when God was providing that manna, it was a temporary sustenance. So it was just enough for that day. Um, but God now through Jesus wants to provide a sustenance that will last forever. Um, so to really understand that I am statement when he says I am the bread of life, it's important to understand the meaning of the word life. So um, in the Greek there's two different words used for life. Um, one of them is bios and that is a word to dis- used to distinct- distinguish whether something is living or not living. Um, and it's also used to, when it's referring to um, how life is sustained, so like physical life, so income and food and water. So in Luke 8:43, when the woman had been bleeding, bleeding for 12 years, it said that she spent all of her bios on resources, uh, on doctors, sorry. So all of her resources, all of her bios on doctors. Um, and in the same way, when manna fell from the sky, that was a provision for a bios need, a day-to-day, um, a day-to-day need. And when Jesus fed the 5,000, it's also a physical bios need. But here we see a bit of a plot, t- plot twist because Jesus says, I'm the bread of zoe life. So zoe um, is another word to, um, to describe life in the Greek. And it actually means like fullness of life. And it's a word that embodies emotion and satisfaction. It's like when you lie your towel down on the beach and you're on holidays and you're like, oh, this is a life. Like that would be... Zoe life that you're referring to, like enjoyment of living. Um, so Jesus, when he says, I'm the bread of life, he says, I'm the bread of Zoe. I'm the bread of that fullness of life. Um, so clearly Jesus has been able to provide for people's bios life needs, um, but he's saying he has something more for us to grasp and he wants them to experience fullness of life, that real Zoe of life. Um, and it comes from believing in him and having a relationship with the creator God to then understand who we are. And it's not about not being so consumed um, with our day-to-day needs. So the result of that conversation and that offer that Jesus has given them is that a lot of people turned from Jesus on that day and never turned back. Their hearts were hardened and they couldn't accept that teaching um, that God actually knows better and he has this fullness that is greater than what we know. Um, it's kind of like, I imagine, they looked at what was in their hands and what they thought provided them life and what they thought life was, and they heard what Jesus was offering, and they're like, you know what, what I've got here is actually enough for me, and I, this will be okay, and kind of turned away and walked. Um, and I wonder if Jesus was to keep providing them with those bios needs, if um, the crowd would have hung around for a little longer. Um, but when they realised that he was referring to himself as that um, bread that he would ultimately feel and satisfy them, they were no longer interested. So um, I think the big thing there is Jesus exposes the emptiness of the life that they were after and people didn't want to accept it. It says in um, there that they asked, like, this is a hard teaching, who can accept it? Um, and it's funny, I think that's, that's deception. Like when you can't grasp that what God has is actually better for you, 
um, and you can see their hearts harden. And how often do we do this? Like we hear a word um, and you can feel your hand kind of closing and your heart hardening and you're like, I don't know if that applies to me or like, I don't know, um, like I can manage, I can keep doing that thing, I don't have to stop doing that thing, like it's okay, um, I know better. Um, so there's, I'll kind of, I'll refer to it as false zoes and when I say that I'm kind of talking about that, that bread that doesn't last, that spoiled bread. So that's all throughout the Bible, there's so many different false zoes, um, like, you know, gathering treasures on earth, um, gluttony, people pleasing, there's so many things that we can go to that we think are going to give us life, um, but those things actually offer like a false fullness. Um, so what you find yourself chasing and pursuing is that, um, that bread for you, so whether that is Jesus or whether that is one of those things. Um, and as I've been um, preparing for this and kind of reflecting, I've realised that I've also tried to sustain myself on things that were never supposed to be like our food or our bread. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll share that with you. So throughout my life, I would say that I've feasted on or been fed off a lot of what other people think of me and the affirmation of other people. And I think even admitting that is like the ultimate self-sabotage if you are someone that feels like that. So, um, yeah, just being honest. And I noticed that because I'd always feel best when someone like gives me a compliment or tells me I'm doing a good job or whatever, like I would feel good and I would um, kind of remember that feeling and want that again. And I would always feel worse if I knew I was disappointing someone or not living up to someone's expectation of me and I would really, that would really affect me and still does really affect me. Um, and like I never consciously wake up and go like, today I'm going to try and get as many compliments as I can at work. Like it's not what I mean, but I do notice how good it feels to people to you know, accept me or to think I'm doing a good job or something. Um, but yeah, a little bit of praise from people feels good, but you can't depend on that for your, um, your life source. And the problem is that those compliments fade and that you don't always get affirmation from other people and then all of a sudden you kind of feel like you're doing something wrong or you're not worthy or, um, yeah. And in my case, like true Zoe life or God's fullness for me would be to know his opinion of me um, and that would be the foundation of my identity because that doesn't change like with my performance or with um, how I'm going. Like he wants me to feel secure all the time, not just when I'm doing a good job or when I'm succeeding at something. Um, and that would be kind of that bread that lasts, being secure and knowing who I am in him. Um, and for you, it might be like a different false Zoe thing that you've been feeding off. And I think this story is just an invitation for us to think where we draw our life from, like what's in our hand that we so often kind of, yeah, go straight to. Um, and it's crazy because there's people in that story who had been following Jesus for like two or three years and still on that day they walked away when Jesus, Jesus was like, no, I am where you should draw your life from. So I think it's, yeah, it's a good invitation for us. Um, like we also, I'm also like that. Um, I've kind of been missing what God's got for me. And um, yeah, I think it's important to ask ourselves the question to really sit and reflect, like where am I getting my life from? Um, and is it, yeah, a bread that spoils or is it like an eternal bread? Um, and the problem is if you feed on those things for long enough, like you get sick and you get exhausted because, yeah, those things don't last. Like you never hear real stories of people being like, yeah, I found fullness in money. Or like, I've got money and now I'm so happy and I couldn't, you know, I don't wish for anything else. But you never hear that with anything other than 
start. You know, like you can chase so many things, but you never hear real stories of people saying, you know, I got that job and now I'm happy forever. Like I, I'm in that relationship now and I'm happy forever. Mm. Like it just doesn't happen because um, those things spoil and those things perish. And he says, don't work for those things. Um, and yeah, Jesus never says like, pursue what makes you happy because he knows better. Um, yeah, it's all about trusting that he does know better. Um, and yeah, we have a hole and we have a hunger that can only be filled with Jesus. So um, on the other hand, in that story, we can see what a faith response looks like. So we saw a response that was kind of deception and they couldn't accept it and they walked away. But then there's another response, um, which, yeah, we can see with the disciples. Um, you can really see that they've grasped this offer that Jesus is giving them and they understand. So Jesus asked the 12, um, do you want to leave too? This is verse 67. And verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. They said, to whom shall we go? Um, yeah, it just comes down to a shift in perspective from what our expectation of fullness in life actually is to like versus what God's is. So we can think we have fullness or we can think fullness looks in a particular way, um, but it's all about shifting our perspective to understand that God's way is bigger and better. Um, and, yeah, we can see the people in the story, um, they are expecting Jesus to do a particular thing or to be in a particular way. Um, and they're understanding of fullness, but he says, like, no, this is actually what I've got. And that's when they couldn't accept it. Um, it's different from your expectations, but it's better. And that's where he was rejected. And that's where we need to invite him in um, and trust him on that word, that he does know better. Um, and, yeah, I think so often we search to fill, like, our day-to-day -day bowl. But God wants to fill our hearts with eternal nourishment. We just think so short-term about what we want and what we need. But God is, yeah, he wants eternal nourishment and wants to fill our hearts. Like, we want a clearly laid out life plan, but God just wants us to know that he's enough and um, that's what has lasting change in our hearts. We want that job or that relationship, um, but he wants to teach us about our identities without those things and in the waiting. Um, we want acceptance from others and to belong, but he wants us to know deep in our hearts with how loved and how adored we are without doing anything. Um, we want success, but he wants us to just be secure in, um, in him and, and be honest and vulnerable with people when um, things are tough and we're not succeeding. So, yeah, that's all about, like, our understanding of fullness versus God's, what he really wants. Because our type of fullness is actually just full of emptiness, but God's fullness is lasting and constant, and he's the bread of, like, zoe life, that fullness. Um, so... Jesus is asking us to just really know God and let that satisfy all of our desires. Would just knowing him be enough um, to make us feel filled and satisfied and happy and content? And he's asking us to trust him that he knows what we need. And, um, yeah, don't get me wrong, God so cares about the day-to-day -day needs that we have. Um, but this story has really taught me to set aside those things and our more like natural expectations of God and going, okay, there's more earthly things that I'm praying for, but what are the deep-rooted things in my heart that you actually want to do in my life? How do you want to shape me and change me 
and mould me. Um, yeah, I'm praying for this, but I know you kind of want to do something deeper in my heart. Like, we might be praying for that job, but maybe you want to teach me um, security. You know, like, what's that deeper thing? Um, yeah, and we just, I think it all comes down to sitting with God and asking him those questions, like, um, and receiving what he does want to do with us, I think. Yeah, it all comes down to just sitting with God and communing with God and asking him those questions and trusting that he does know best. And, um, yeah, not just going to God with our requests, but sitting with him um, out of hunger and out of affection and, um, yeah, wanting to know what he's got for us. Um, Yeah, and I think the big thing is what God wants for us isn't always what we expect. And so isn't that story, like, they weren't expecting him to say that that was going to be what life was or that what fullness was. Um, but I think if we can come before God and humble ourselves and say, like, we're ready to receive whatever it is that you want to do with us. Um, and, yeah, so I think these I am statements that are in John that we're looking at, they um, help us to discover more about Jesus and who he is and it helps us to rely more on him and less on ourselves. Um, and... Yeah, so I think there's so much in there, and that was just my kind of interpretation of it. And I know that you can read it, and there's yeah, there's a million more things that you can get out of it. So I think it would be cool if um, we could split into some smaller groups and even read it together and discuss like what what else there is in there. Um, there is definitely more. And then I've also got a few questions that I think would be cool to ask each other, and um, if you feel comfortable to share with. Um, so one question I have is where have you found God sustaining you? Like, Have you got a story or an experience where you felt like um, yeah, God really was sustaining you and he was filling your heart with eternal nourishment? Is there a time where you've been through something tough but God really pulled you through and he was your bread? Um, and then my second question which is a bit more of a deeper question so only, feel sh- only share if you feel comfortable um, but has there been a time where you've been praying for something, um, or it might even be right now, you're praying for something, but you kind of know that maybe God wants to do a deeper work in your heart, and it's actually something different, but you're just praying for this thing. Um, and, yeah, maybe he wants you to shift your perspective on how he's going to add to that prayer, because it might look different to just getting the thing you wanted. Um, so, yeah, if you feel comfortable, I feel like it could be cool to share some of those things and then pray for each other. Um, so, I might just pray now to close and then if, yeah, if we want to break into some groups read through if you want from um, the beginning to the end of the story and then we can yeah, answer some of those questions I always like, like smaller groups because I feel like we can actually share or, that's just me so if you want to get into maybe groups of three or four or however you want to do it that's fine um, but yeah I'm just going to pray and then we can do that alright Heavenly Father Lord God, we just thank you for your word, Lord, and we just pray that, um, yeah, we would have a hunger deeper than um, the things of this earth, God, that you would be our bread and that we would trust you, Lord, that you are everything that we need, God. And Lord, we just humble ourselves before you and say that you really know what fullness of life is, God. You created it. We um, We can think small and we can try and fill our bowl, Lord, but you really... You know, God, you know what Zoe means. So we just humble ourselves before you and ask that you would 
um, yeah, just teach us that lesson, God. Um, and we just, yeah, would knowing you and knowing that your spirit lives inside us satisfy us, Lord, and that would be enough. Um, so, yeah, Lord, I just pray for everyone here and that you would just touch their heart and, yeah, in these groups we could discuss you and that, yeah, you would be talking to us and moving through each other as we share and pray. Amen. Thanks, kid.